It's called Mad Black Dad Podcast. <laughs> it's been a minute. Welcome to another episode of Mad Black Dad Podcast. I am Mad Black Dad, and we have uh, my friend Sean here. He's going to be hanging out with us for the next few episodes. So, um, you know, get to know him, and we'll kind of get this underway. we got a lot of stuff to cover. It's, it's been a while. So, um, how have you been, man? I actually have. I don't yeah. think I've actually seen you since New Year's. Yeah, man. February seventeenth is the day we're recording this today. But yeah, New Year's that was a good party, man. Yeah, no, I had a, I had, a, had a lot of, had a lot of drinks. Leah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. looking at you like you're going. <laughs> I, I promise I wasn't drink. drunk, but I had more than I expected. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, the vibes was good. Everybody was really cool. So. You know, that always makes for a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We gotta do it again. Yeah, we can do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, mm. So, what have we done since then? Oh, no. I did see you after New Year's because... Oh, yeah, we did a happy hour. The first first, uh, Four Dads Only happy hour. Yeah, that was great, man. So, uh, oh, thanks. I, I was just about to ask, how'd you like it? Yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, I think, like, mothers, they usually have a strong community, right? Because their, like, community develops all the way from the start of their pregnancy to, you know, having the kid and then through toddler age. Um, and, and men, like, we're involved. Fathers were obviously involved in our child's lives. lives yeah. But, um, you know, the community aspect of it is in as present, I would say, as, uh, you know, mothers. So it was just good to gather and, like, get some, blow off some steam for some instances, but also embrace, um, you know, fatherhood in that in that way. And, you know, it's always good when there's drinks involved and there's good people. Um, so it was a good time. Yeah, looking forward to next week when we have the next one. Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, the next Four Dads Only happy hour is February 24th. Um, from six to eight, that's a Friday back at deep roots experience. Um, so yeah, we'll see y'all there. You can register on Eventbrite for the tickets. It's absolutely free. Uh, all I ask is that you bring a a article of clothing to donate, uh, could be a shirt, could be a pair of pants, could be a a brand new, you know, pack of socks. It doesn't take much. Um, that's men's and boys clothing. Yeah. Men's and boys, men's and boys. Um, you know, you're talking about the um, the experience in the community that, that fathers really don't have. And I think it's crazy because there's so many dads. <laughs> there's so, so many dads. And we don't, we we just don't branch out. We don't reach out um, and talk yeah. to each other. Um, and we just find ourselves on these islands. Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, partners that have like a myriad of like situations. Um, and what I noticed is, and not to put anybody on the spot there, but, you know, there are, there are fathers who might've been dealing with separations or divorce and they have older children and younger children, new dads. Um, and there was, seemed like, you know, they were in a way looking for support and, um, answers and, you know. There are some instances where people have already been through that. And yeah. You don't see that a lot. I know, like, my personal friend group, I have friends who have been divorced and got married again and 
all those kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need someone more local to kind of like talk to. And um, I'm not saying that, you know, there it was like trauma dumping there because it absolutely wasn't. It was a, a bonding experience for sure. But, yeah, you know, it, it was it was good to have someone in your corner just in case. Absolutely. And and like you said, the guys came from different backgrounds. We all had some different experiences and knowing that, um, man, you went through something too. Um, mm-hmm. it, it kind of changes things and it, it changes your perspective. Cause I think that, you know, especially we live in this age of social media, it's like all you see is the good stuff. Cause I'm not putting all of my, you know, trials and tribulations for, on display. Uh, mm-hmm. but you're going to see these, these kid pics and everybody looks happy. You're going to see my new, my new job or, you know, every milestone, but nobody's yeah. seeing like the struggle that it took to get there or not even just the struggle, but like the whole journey. Yeah. Um, so being able to like sit down and talk with some people that are willing to share about their journey, the ups and the downs, um, it just kind of gives like a 360 view of like who each other are. And it does build yeah. more community and, and bonding. And I think we need more of that. Yeah, um, for sure. We need more of that. And, you know, mixing it with a couple of good drinks kind of makes it a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. So, you got the same drink sponsor next week, huh? We do have the same drink sponsor. I actually have a nice. meeting coming up to uh, see if, you know, what else we can do. Um, originally, we we're going to try to have a bartender uh, there to just kind of teach everybody how to uh, make like one signature drink. Um, mm-hmm. So you can, so you know, you have something in your repertoire. You can take it back home. Like, okay, babe, I went to this thing, and you know, the, all these guys are there. It was great, and we talked about dad stuff, and we talked about sports, and you know, we talked yeah. about mental health. But I also learned how to make this drink, so it was it was really dope. Um, yeah. And these are the things I want to be able to, you know, provide for us because there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of mommy classes, and there's a whole bunch of, you know, um, things that are catered to um, women and mothers um and i don't hear as much of the uh things that are available for men um because i'm sure they're out there but like let's just be the change we want to see and just kind of create it for each other and that's kind of the point of it yeah and like i think there's like a wave of especially for black uh dads where you know we are actually doing a pretty good job (laughs) you know (laughs) Contrary to what the numbers and the statistics or people are trying to say, like, no, we're here. We're we're not just active. Like, I, I, I don't I have such difficulty with, you know, oh, this dad is present or this dad is active as if it's like like it's a stamp. But no, this is these children or, or child for, mm-hmm. you know, whichever your story is, is the, this is my responsibility. So, like, yeah. you know, you don't get a stamp for, oh, you're an active employee like no, I'm supposed to be this employee, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So um, not to say that, you know, parenting is a job, but it does have its deal of work, but it's yeah. my responsibility. I wanted this child to be here and I'm trying to cultivate this life. So I'm not just an active participant, but, you know, I, I've, I've invested in this. This is something that I've created and I want to, you know, mm-hmm. see grow. Yeah, there was an article present across like all races um and i thought that was particularly interesting because you know if you go stroll on your tiktok feed it's like all these jokes of like black dads 
dads who aren't present. Yeah. Where's your dad? It was like not there. <laughs> I want to no. I really I want to get into TikTok because I'm so tired of TikTok. I, I I try to scroll it. I try to you know. I think I try to use it for like some inspiration or maybe just like a, mm-hmm. a brain dump or something like that. But I'm so tired of like parenting TikTok. Uh, because when you look at the 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 white families, they got all these weird and you know eclectic things that they're doing with their families or with their kids and there are these cool yeah. videos and stuff like that. Well, some of them, a lot of them are really corny, but you know, there are some, there's some cool things out there and parent hacks and all of that stuff. But then if yeah. I like look at black parents, it's like, how did I survive trauma to become a parent? <laughs> My mother used to beat me. My daddy wasn't there. Like why, why is that all that we produce or mm-hmm. feel like is, or it's worthy like of content, black discipline. Yeah, and you're just like, all right. And and guys putting on uh, a bonnet and a and a robe and acting like, <laughs> you know, they're chasing their mother down. Like I, I, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, there is a a sense of truth there for a lot of people, uh, and there is a piece of comedy in that space, but. Boy, oh boy, that's not all that like black parenting is. Yeah. It's that's not all it is. And most of my for me at least, like what I'm trying to do with Dom with Dion is not all stemming from, you know, trauma and past abuse. Mm-hmm. Like my parents had their flaws, you know, and we'll go with that. But for the most part, they're pretty decent. Like I don't, you know, I'm not uh harboring all of this this hate that I need to turn into comedy um uh, you know from my from what my parents did as as they tried to raise me and my siblings right and you know from my perspective when I'm you know parenting cash is there's lessons to take um and sure some of it might have come from not having access when I was a child but like, that's the whole point, in a way. Yeah. It's like, you know, I am, my parents put me in a position where I am able to provide a little better. And that was, that's pretty much the goal is like, how do you make the next generation better? So I recognize that. That, that was, that's my, that's my thing as well. Like everything I do for my kids at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, um, no matter how far I go personally or professionally or, you know, in my marriage or in parenting, whatever, I want my kids to be able to like stand on my shoulders and then up at the next level. Yeah. Ideally, I want to get, I want it to be to a point where, um, you know, hopefully like long after I'm dead and gone, that Dom is a better human than I am that Dion is a better human than I am they'll be more loving and more accepting and also more assertive (laughs) um you know uh and and be more protective of themselves and their family I want them to you know whatever I do if I do it at 100 and that's the best that I could put out then I want them to be able to take that and then like double it or you know just grow from there yeah and I don't want the I don't want cash to solve like my faults you know yeah i find myself in in that often where it's like oh my father didn't do this so i'm gonna try to do the complete opposite um 
or he was like this. But at the same time, it's like you start to realize that, damn, I'm kind of just like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and and I love my dad, but I don't want to be just like my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, my, uh, a friend of mine, and he was like, you know, my dad was quiet. My dad, you know, he provided, but he was quiet. And then I find, he was like, I find myself in the same kind of uh, mode where I'm just like, mm. you know, let things smooth over. And then I'll provide what I need to provide. And I was like, yeah. I'm kind of the same way. So it's kind of weird that you can't, there, there are some things you just can't get away from. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's genetically. I think so. I think so. Like even like all the way down to like some of the mannerisms, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, I, I can't escape it. Even if I tried to somehow, like I had this idea, like, nope, I'm going to do the complete opposite. And somehow I'm like right here looking at, at my parents head in the face. I'm like, this, yeah. this, this isn't what I, this is literally the opposite of what I want. <laughs> For sure. But, you know, I think that's important to an extent. Cause that means hopefully that's the, like the good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. um, or at least stuff that works, but I don't ever want, like you said, I don't want Dom or Dion to say, well, you know, mom and dad did this or daddy did this. And, it's not for me. It was terrible. I actually hated it <laughs> yeah. and I have trauma behind it. So now I need to like, I don't know, years of therapy to fix it. Right. Right. Yeah. That is something I constantly think about. Like definitely don't want to go to therapy for anything that I've caused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, <laughs> I also, um, and, and because of that, I just really try to watch what I'm doing, um, and what I'm saying. So like, and now we're at this point where I need to like, watch what toys we're bringing in or if, you know, I'm, I'm an avid video game enthusiast because I don't really get to play as much as I'd like to, but I now have to like really tailor, all right, what toys are we buying? Okay. Nerf guns. Okay. Nerf guns are cool. But now I found out like Nerf guns are not as cool as we thought they were. Or mm -hmm. if I'm playing Call of Duty, I need to make sure like, okay, he's probably, it's time for him to be upstairs or somewhere else. Because um, we had like this crazy thing a while back. Um, he was at school and I think it was like art class or something. I'm not really sure. And this boy drew a picture of a gun. Mm-hmm. I already told him about this. And the, the, the teacher called. She called Leah. And Leah didn't, you know, Justified. couldn't get it. Well, Leah was in a meeting or in, she was in a building that she didn't have signal. So it's like, it's not getting through. So she gets like the voicemail. So Leah texts me like, your son is drawing pictures of guns. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Mm -hmm. So Leah has to go to the school. She talks to says, okay, well, this is what happened. Like we bought some Nerf guns <laughs> and we kind of shoot them in the house. But we stopped playing with them, you know, ever since the baby was born. So now we're looking at, like, it's been maybe about eight months at the time. Seven, eight months since Dom's, like, seen them or really played with them. Yeah. Because um, we don't want to accidentally shoot her or we don't want her to, like, pick them up and try to eat them because now she's crawling and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, no, I'm just going to put them away. So, but he didn't have the words to really articulate that to the teacher. And, of course, you know with today's society, you really got to watch yeah. out, you know, so the teacher's like on high alert. So 
but yeah. you know the teacher because we, you know, go to parents teacher conferences. So she's like, okay, let's like talk this out. So we explained it to uh, Leah explained it to the teacher, and she's like, oh, okay, no, that makes sense. So now we're like, all right, no more guns, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no more, no more guns in the house. Uh, yeah. No toy guns, no picture guns. Let's, you know, oh, this we're watching BMF. Okay, well maybe Dom needs to go upstairs. You know, yeah. like it because he's soaking up everything, everything, and I'd hate for him to soak up something that, you know, is it just becomes a detriment to him. So that's yeah. that's it's a crazy world, man. Yeah, I think I'm not trying to be one of those blame the internet kind of guys, but. <laughs> You know, the whole Chief Keef video set off a major trend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was like, whoa, this is, it's kind of weird because, you know, like, probably that actually happened. But also, yeah. this is, when you when you mix something that is, like, good sounding, <laughs> and because uh, it was a great song. It had a, it had a sound. It had a sound. But influence plays a very big, big part. Like, Cash will watch, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse and then can recite the song. Yeah. Two days later. And, you know, you got to be constantly cognizant of that. Um, but in a way, you, you want to have a balance of exposure um, and protection. Yeah. But also, like, drawing the line with logic of, like, this is good, this is bad, this Mm -hmm. is what you should draw influence from, and in a positive way, um, and what not to be involved with without making it desirable. Absolutely. So, like, um, (laughs) sometimes in the car... um, one of Don's favorite songs is um, what is it called? I think it's called Collect Call by uh, Yo Gotti. Mm-hmm. And it's like ring, ring, two-way call and some other stuff. But like, that's Don's joint. Like, okay, so mm-hmm. he was singing, he know the words, he was like, okay, nope, can't say that word. <laughs> yeah. Nope, 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 not that part. <laughs> yeah, and at what but, point do you start not editing that, you know? Mm. I think uh like do you play the edited, unedited version or the edited versions? Uh it's the unedited version. It's the mm-hmm. unedited version. But yeah, and it's like that's fine if my child recognizes the difference. It doesn't carry that over. Yes. So um in separate situations we had, you know, conversations with him because maybe he did like blurt out a cuss word. Um I remember distinctly we was watching uh Winning Time. And um, the guy that played, uh, uh, what's his name? The owner. I can't even remember anymore. Bus. Bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he yelled out some cuss word. It was like, what the F? Or something like that. And Dom was sitting there just watching it. Said it back. Like, whoa, no. So that is a bad word. Uh, we do not say that word, even if we heard it on the TV. And he was like, okay. So mm-hmm. since then, we haven't heard him say it. You know, which is good. And we also know, like, the prime, the the majority of what he's watching is still, like, he just he found Blue's Clues stuff, which is super random. 
Um, but like he's watching kids shows, so he still watches Mickey Mouse. He still likes Chip and Dale, and he might watch the Goofy movie. Uh, but you mm-hmm. know, every now and then, if he's with us and we don't want to watch Disney Channel, um, he'll probably be in the room where we're watching something more mature. So we just create those distinctions. Like that's not a word that you know little boys say. You gotta get that it. point. Yeah. For now, he's taking it in. Like, okay, I, I, I won't say it. But I'm sure, you know, he's about to be six in June. Got a couple more years before I catch him trying to use it, you know, in frequent conversation. And then we'll have to, like, yeah. <laughs> revisit the conversation. Man, I still don't curse around elders. Like, <laughs> like, I, don't, I, I might, nowadays, like, I probably remember my first curse word around my grandmother was when I was, like, 30. You know, mm. like, like, I cannot get it. Like it's like a block. Uh, I, nope. I cuss around parent. I cuss around my parents. Um, it's some. It's uh, there's a limit. So like you know, mm-hmm. I'll say damn or ass or what the hell. Yeah, yeah. But and I might say you know the n word. I might say nigga a couple times. But that's that's the extent. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, I still temper it a lit a bit around my grandma, but. It's funny because she they still be cussing too. So it's like we're 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 adults. I'm an adult. You're an adult. I'm not like cussing you out or cussing at yeah. you. So it's like it's all right. We can you know mature this conversation. And also, my mm-hmm. uncle be calling me cousin. So I think all of that shit is just out the window. <laughs> What's up, cousin? What's up, cousin? Like you know, you got me about thirty years, and you my mama brother. Yeah, so works. like. <laughs> Uh, That's true. Yeah, so no, I'm calling you a nigga every now and then if because <laughs> you're acting like so, it now. So like with the with the drawing situation with Dom, like when do you think you're gonna reintroduce Nerf guns back into it? Mm, back into his life. I don't know, cause like the summertime is coming, and mm-hmm. I would love for him to be able to like for us to play in the backyard and maybe like attempt to shoot each other with nerf guns um but that's also going to come with a conversation like this happens here in this backyard and it does not leave Mm -hmm. our fence like you know we're not doing it inside because you know windows and glass and stuff but we're also not doing it out in the front yard we're only doing this in the backyard because yeah you know the obvious fear that you know one day Mm -hmm. somebody sees him and you know the, the 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 tried and true story of somebody uh, making an accusation and calling the police, and now we have the absolute worst case scenario. Right. Um, so, you know, it's still a lot of like fear with that. So, you can't so talk you about it at school. I don't even know any <laughs> hacks. <laughs> oh man, they're putting um, they're putting the um, paintball gun like mm-hmm. gas cans. Basically, putting a switch on Nerf gun. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. It's not yeah. going to work for me. Um, mm-hmm. a long time ago, I worked at a, a separate school, and one of the uh, we had a police officer in the building all the time. Um, and this is been like eight or nine years ago. Um, and he went through like his Facebook, and he just had like a like, hey, is this real or is this fake? And I'm like, and it was like, it was like a Hello Kitty gun. It was pink. It had Hello Kitty on it. It had like the orange tip that you would think that they use for like the old cap guns. And he was like, yeah. nope, that's real. I'm like, what do you mean? 
Like, no, that, that's a real one. And there's a video to show, like, they're taking it all the way apart. I'm like, see? And then it was like a, a standard nine, you know, and, but that was fake. So it's like you you can never tell sometimes. And if you are yeah. um, hypervigilant and paranoid and you see, you know, somebody's holding it in a gun fashion, they're going to make that right. call. You're going to assume. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a situation. I was in... What year was this? I can't even remember the actual year, but I was in undergrad. I had to maybe be like 18, 19. Um, and I came home uh, to kick it with some friends over the weekend. Nothing crazy at all. And we went to Walmart. This guy that we was cool with at the time uh, decided that he wanted to uh, buy some paintballs. It's like, all right, not a big deal, no problem, whatever. He went in with the paintball gun. Everybody saw it. We're out in East Lake. Uh, for you mm-hmm. know anybody that's from Cleveland listening, it's uh, uh, aggressively white out there. Um, mm-hmm. And even in like 2009, it was like even more white than it is now. Um, Lots so, of American flags out there. Oh, yeah, all the Trump. <laughs> well, they probably have plenty of Trump flags now. They didn't have them, but like, you know, the Bush flags and the anti-Obama mm-hmm. flags was like waving. Um, so he went in is, you know, everything was cool. I think it was maybe like nine, 10 o'clock because that, uh, Walmart at the time was 24 hours. Um, he got the paintball guns. He filled it up. We bought it, everything like normal. All of it's completely standard. And when we got outside, this genius decided, he's like, all right, well, let me, you know, test it out, make sure it works. So he loaded it up and he shot like three, four times into the ground. Right. And, you know, paintball going to pat, pat, pat. Um, yeah. especially when they splat, a woman saw it, you know, it's dark, um, mm-hmm. called the police. Called the cops. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they came, she said, essentially like, you know, there's four black guys here and they're shooting in the parking lot, waving guns. And before we can make it to the light at the corner, we were surrounded by like three, four cars. They all had guns blazing shotguns pistols everything and no it was it was scary as shit and um you know they're all yelling out multiple instructions just like you've seen in all the videos get out put your hands on the wheel get down on the ground so we're like like froze so you know we we all survived we all made it out but they arrested us they took us to um they took us to the precinct and um that all the whole truth came out. The guy said, "Well, this is what I was doing. You know, I had a paintball gun. You could see it. You know, y'all got the car. Y'all got the paintball gun. You could see everything I had. I shot it at the ground to test it. So like, they let us go. You know, didn't put no charges pressed. Everything was fine. But like, that you know, we could have been another story. That's traumatic, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like right before people started recording everything. Yeah, because oh, no, like no. you know." It was like around the time. It was it was a little bit before because you know let's see two thousand eight two thousand nine you do have camera phones but you know the images all you know looking yeah, back yeah. those images were terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the police for sure didn't have body cams. No, um, could have just been covered it up. Yeah, like, so I think that's like what maybe the first or second iPhone. Yeah, yeah. So like two thousand six two thousand seven. Might have been the first one. Yeah, so we're we're at least three generations in. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah, maybe at the most. Crazy, but, 
Yeah. So I would hate for that to happen to Dom because now I'm a parent. So, um, you know, it's going to be, it's having that conversation like, okay, this is only in our house is only in our backyard. You know, if you shoot one over the fence, put the toy down, go outside the fence, grab it, then come back. You know, we're not, (laughs) we're not doing any of this. Uh, you know, you just got to be extra, extra cautious. And I'm sure, um, get off topic a little bit, but I'm sure that there's going to be a situation in the future where it's going to come full circle on why you told him this. Might not be cognizant of it right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure with you and Leah, um, you know, and just being active, supporting parents, and it's like so many thoughts come to mind. When are we going to not have the conversation? <laughs> and, and even if you don't have the conversation, it's like you got to have, like, the black kid conversation. Um, and then you got to have, like, the white kid at school with a gun conversation as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's, it's scary all around, man. Um, Absolutely. But not to like take away from this conversation because now <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we got to the scary, the scary part of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It is something that I don't think has gone away since we got here in America. That conversation. Yeah, that. I mean, you know, we'll it's it. We'll keep having it. It's it's that conversation is here to stay. Um, though people probably get tired of it. Um, and it, you know, between police and, and gun control and all of this stuff, it's it's all going to be it's not going anywhere. It's pretty much the fabric of, you know, what America is. America. Yeah. <laughs> we were the number one exporter of guns to the world. Yeah. So it's pretty you, much did, a commercial every time yeah. something like this happens. Um, there, I saw, speaking of, of guns and, and TikTok, I was on TikTok and this woman was telling this joke and she like, she was doing a stand up and she had her hand up. She's like, I'm not American. And, and if you can look, you can see that I'm like not American because I, I don't have a gun in my hand. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, the, no, that's, 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 that's pretty accurate. Cause the perspective of Americans and guns is just like, it's terrible, man. Yeah, no, it's, you know, can't even fight it anymore. It's just like, I don't even know. Just stay safe. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the open carry stuff here. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's not uh, foreign to, it's not, it's not foreign to walk into a Walmart and see a guy with a full, fully loaded, just revolver, just on his hip. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Sir, what are you gonna do? Shoot the watermelon? Like, what? Are, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, but like, crazy. also, ATL had that one episode where they had like the full shootout in the mall. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen a new season. Oh my goodness, the new season was insane. Um, just from like a mental aspect, like I, you really don't know what's going on. Like the stuff that they did in the second to last season, it's like okay, this took like a very weird artistic turn. They just kind of like ramped it up for the final season. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, some of it was like, uh, let's just take a shot at America. And this is kind of what we see. This is the culture. But there was uh, a full scene where there was just like, there was a, uh, 
somebody came in with like a, a machine gun and he was going to, you know, shoot up the mall. But at the same time, everybody also was like carrying just because, you know, <laughs> weapon. so like now there's like a full shootout at the mall, like everybody's shooting each other and nobody knows what's going on. And I can't even remember if like the actual shooter <laughs> was hit. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was nuts you have to see it the, this, the final season was really good uh, Donald Glover did not pay me to say that <laughs> but it, it, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it I was uh, I listened to part of the uh, podcast with your dad yeah didn't get through the whole thing uh, but it's interesting to hear um, about like I think I ended around or stopped listening around when he was talking about you know your relationship with your sister mm-hmm. and uh, he was like yeah everything was pretty smooth with um, you you know you are given basically your sister her name her nickname yeah um, and do you see some carryover i guess with with your kids um uh, no or what, yes what are no. your like expectations with the relationship between your kids um i don't know um because at this juncture in my life i have a difficult relationship with my sister mm. uh, uh, how so... much older are you five years or something I'm four years, four years years older. Uh, I guess like four and a half, if you want to like, you know, get specific. Um, Adolescence, right? It's like more adult based. I think um, you would, I think it all started in adolescence um, Mm. where I think most things do start, um, but you don't realize how much it kind of affects you until you're an adult. But now yeah. it just looks like adult problems. Um, mm. So, um, so I it's kind of hard to, that. N- not too much. Like <laughs> thinking about the thinking about the agenda and uh, you know. Uh, well, I'll I'll say this. Um, I I'll say I I do want the best for my sister. It's never like a place of hate or anything like that. Um, I do believe that, you know, she is on her own path and she recently moved from here to Alabama or moved back to Alabama. Um, and I think this is a a really good point for her to, um, just kind of like branch out and and grow a little bit. Um, cause I do recall that at one point she really felt like she was like in my shadow, um, because I'm the older brother. And then, you know, we of course went to the same high school, but when your older sibling goes to the high school, like, oh, you're Dion's little sister. And, and you know, you're kind of stuck in that. And oh, then, yeah. um, though we have a, a stepbrother, my dad had a, a son before us, um, but he like has lived with us off and on, um, but not for, you know, years now. So being the youngest in the household, but also the youngest of like, three it's just this very weird dynamic that she's had to navigate um and i think she thought that my parents kind of viewed me as like a golden child um and so she kind of felt that weight 
Um, but now she's down there, and I think that uh, she can really kind of create her own path. Um, so I think this like physical separation is is going to be really beneficial for her. But um, you know, it was a it took a long time to get there. It took a lot of arguments to get there. You know, um, a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations. So mm-hmm. we're still like on the back end, or, or maybe in the middle of it. I don't know. But that creates like a rift. Um, so now we look at my my two kids, and I'm like, well, I do think a, a, a older brother is supposed to be protective. Um, I do think an older brother should carry uh, some deal of responsibility in when and uh, being there for the younger sister or the younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, but at no point is the older sibling a parent. So like, I don't want Dom to feel like he is a third parent. Cause that's how yeah. I felt. I felt like, you know, anytime my sister, you know, was snapping at my mom or talking crazy about my dad or just like kind of wild out in the streets, my you parents would look, well, they would look to me like, well, you need to talk to your sister. And I'm like, <laughs> I am, <laughs> That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, like I am nineteen. Like I have no experience with that. I'm twenty years old. I have a hangover. Why (laughs) am I trying to? You know, why? Why am I the one that you're calling on? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh well, like you know, I don't know. You're 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 be a good big brother. I'm like, first of all, I don't really know what that means because y'all weren't, you know. My mother is the youngest of six. Uh, so everybody, I'm the baby girl. I'm the baby girl. And then my dad was raised, my dad was raised separate from his siblings. And he's also the oldest of five. So it's like the sibling thing. No, no lessons there. <laughs> not one. And as adults, they live completely away from them. Because if I'm growing up in Alaska, the closest, you know, there's nobody close. <laughs> There's nothing close to Alaska. Like not, right. not, not in the slightest. Um, and then when we moved to Louisiana, um, I am eight, nine, ten years old, but it's taking like two hours to get to Mobile to my dad's family. But again, he grew up separate from them. So it's like, you know, that, that, that how to be a sibling thing wasn't really there. So, um, you know, I don't want to be at the end of the day, I don't, I don't, I never wanted to be or feel like my sister's third parent. Um, and I don't want Dom to feel like that either. Um, but boy, oh boy, does it feel good to say, Dom, can you just like get your sister off of this mirror so it doesn't fall on her? (laughs) Yeah. Cause now she's crawling. um, (laughs) We were at your uh, place for your birthday. Yeah. So we haven't seen each other twice this year. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. <laughs> um, and Dom was in the TV room. Yeah. With, with Dion. And he had came into the dining room where we were. And you guys were like, you just left your little sister in the room? <laughs> and Dom came up and he was like, I'm going upstairs. And you guys were like, you just left her in there by herself? <laughs> Cause he's he's good for it. He he's good for it. But now she's a super crawler. 
Um, She'll follow him. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, um, but like between the tile and the hardwood, her knees start to hurt, so she got to take breaks. And since he's like in full sprint, he's gone, and she's just like... Uh, Yeah. Help me. um, But, you know, it is good to see like... he has these moments where he really cares for her. He wants to hug her and play with her and be next to her. But also he's like, okay, well I'm out. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm about to go play with my cars. And I'm like, no, that's fine. Like go play yeah. with your cars. <laughs> I will get her. her okay. Cause she, she's my daughter. <laughs> yeah. 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 I so, think about that. Yeah. Um, like my, so me and my older brother are from my father and mother. And then, my father remarried and had three younger kids. Okay. And so three step, two step brothers, one step, not step, half, two half brothers, one half sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we joined them, um, when I was six years old, six, yeah, I want to say six, I was like a baby at the time. And it was just, me, it was my sister and my stepmother was pregnant with my little brother. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, I'm still used to being the baby. You know? Yeah. Um, and so uh, that was the expectation for me and I was like, didn't develop emotionally <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I was the center of attention for a very long time. Um, but when my, when it was time for my older brother to be a parent, he was kind of like there was no in between it was like do this yeah but he was also the smartest in the family and the most i guess gifted um and so we went to college together he's a year above me everybody was like oh your chaz is a little brother and i'm like complete opposite my brother Mm. and even post college he would you know be telling me what to do and it was helpful when I got older, but when you're in the thick of it, you're like, I don't want to do anything. This isn't beneficial to me. Yeah. Um, but even though I didn't apply it specifically to, like, he was like, you should learn coding because I'm about to be into coding. Um, it just, I didn't get into it, obviously, but it just allowed me to have a broader view of things. Yeah. And even if it wasn't beneficial right then and there, I can now communicate to people within that realm. So shout out to Chaz. He <laughs> was hard nosed. Um, he was definitely a third parent for sure, but he still is kind of like in that mode where like, I'll be like, I'm interested in this. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, here's an Amazon order with the book that tells you all about this. <laughs> He just he just arrives at your doorstep. Hey, yeah, yeah. Like we'll be talking about our childhood and like recipes that we had when we were young, and then two days later, a cookbook comes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, no, he's he's good at for he's good in that respect. Um, and try, still tries to like nurture interest, which mm-hmm. is what the parent does. Now that he we're both parents, his um daughter was born three months after Cash. So we're like, the kids were born in the same year. We're still learning the same lessons. So now it's like we can kind of be in the same realm, like 
Yeah. And I think so. he's like, in a way, realizing all the things he's done has kind of like propelled him to be a little better now. Okay. Um, and I'm like, still, he's like my dad parent in a way. <laughs> so, it's weird. But, but, um, well, but I think it's in, I think it's having it as a as your sibling. I think that does create an interesting dynamic. But like having a I guess like a dad mentor, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of important, you know, to yeah. have somebody to okay, I did this, you know. Well, you know, the, y'all kids are the same age, but like that's not a, your dad, though. Yeah, like a dad mentor is not your dad for sure. Yeah, it's not your dad, but like he's he has these lessons or maybe he's learned these lessons and now he can pass it on to you in a way um Mm -hmm. but hopefully it's like it's also not your dad (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i've had pretty good uncles growing up um but i didn't really understand um like i want to say family structure because there was structure but like what i envisioned uh, and finally matched up in terms of good parenting until really i got to college and like I was around, I would say, you know, you lived in the South. So yeah, there's like black elite families there mm-hmm. that I went to school with that are founded like on traditions and, you know. Absolutely. And it was the first time I've seen kids have daily conversations with their parents. Oh. Don't oh, you guys actually talk daily to them? <laughs> call them for advice and heed their advice and you know they yeah they're there and it's like whoa this is i'm not saying that my upbringing but my parents were you know they they both um passed when i was young mm-hmm. so and i found myself like in a situation where i was trying to emulate that post college like the family structure i was like oh i don't really have this yet like, yeah. They have one. They have they have wealth. They have money. <laughs> That's a big thing. Two, yeah, it's a pretty big thing. And two, like they have like really strong foundational principles mm-hmm. um, that they have nurtured over the years. And it's like, oh, how can I, how can I make that my own instead of copying and pasting? So I'm still developing that. Well. Um, I- I, I think that's important though, right? Um, yeah. Because the, they have created essentially the blueprint. So like, even mm-hmm. if you did take it and copy and paste it, right, you're going to find like, all right, well, this particular piece yeah. doesn't really doesn't work. work. Mm-hmm. You just kind of like swap it out. But now you have, you know, all right, well, this is what, this is how I want it to look for the most part. And then you yeah. start to kind of like create your own picture with it. So like, um, for me, uh, I have I had these this one family. We had moved to Louisiana, so I'm like eight years old, and I started playing football. Um, they had like a city football league, and it, it literally like every Saturday morning, the city was shut down, and everybody is there. Um, they mm-hmm. had three major high schools in the city, um, but everybody, you know, those in the elementary schools from all across the city played there. So um, we ended up meeting this one family and uh, became like great family friends. And we ended up going to like the house to like hang out one day. And like they had like 30 foot ceilings and uh, 
they had an Escalade. It was the first Escalade I seen at the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is nice. Like, y'all niggas got money. Yeah. And, and we weren't, you know, broke, but we wasn't that. So, um, you know, I'm like, okay, well, this, this, this is what it is. Um, and later down the line, like, I don't know, like their parents are still together, you know, no matter what issues they may or may not have had. And I like, okay, well, my parents had a divorce and things like that. So it's like, I want, this is what I want. You know, I want this Is this, this the marriage. same family where you were like, uh, you got to eat a vegetable with every meal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like fucking with salads until I went over there and I spent the night and they made us eat salads. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I mean, I knew what a salad was. I'm like, I'm going to make you eat a fucking salad. <laughs> A small piece of meat in a salad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe y'all won't get diabetes, but you know, fuck it. But yeah, um, actually, no, I appreciate them for that. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate them for that. Uh, but they were family athletes, you know, so like all, all of them play basketball, all of them, you know, the two, three sport athletes to the, you know, to this day. Um, I think they kind of transitioned from like, uh, I think their dad transitioned from basketball to like volleyball. You know, it's kind of hard to be 50 plus jumping with the young boys. Um, I know, I know. Um, and he a cute, so he still got to keep his knees so he can hop around and shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like these are, I started taking like different pieces from like my friends' family structures, like, okay, you know this is the type of stuff I want, maybe like a little bit more materialistic, but like this is, but they have like the family structure I want, you know, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, I just kind of like pick and choose. and just like piecemeal the stuff together and kept a couple, a couple of things from my own family. Um, yeah. and like Part trying to create this. On who you are, you know, like, yeah. I am much more creative than I am analytical. Absolutely. Um, and like, how do you, how do you make that, uh, I guess, like a creed of the family? Yeah. You know, um, making sure that, that everyone has that quality, that's supportive of that quality. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, pivoting to see what your child's strengths are within that, too. Yeah. Um, if I was to say what Dom's strengths are right now, I'd probably say numbers. That's great, man. I know. I know. Like That's we can go great. we can go really far. We, we can go really far with these numbers. Like whether we're talking, you know, accounting, if we're talking engineering, uh mm-hmm. uh, you know, chemistry, I don't care. We have numbers. Like, let's go. He's off he's always playing with numbers. He's always doing like little math problems in his head and asking me what my timetables are. But I'm like, sir, <laughs> I know mine. And you're five. I need you to like stop asking me and stop practicing, like testing me, because I I know these answers and I know you know I know these answers. I just need to make sure that you also know these answers. He's like, well, Daddy, I know the answers. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna start quizzing you now. Um, five is pretty impressive. No, really. I mean, we're not doing double digits, but he is doing like the nine blocks. You know, nine times four, nine times five. So like, he's, you know. <laughs> Celia's family's house the other night and we were doing times tables and we were going around like me, Celia, Celia's brother, <laughs> Celia's mom doing the nines and yeah. everyone was kind of stumbling. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you know, it, it, nine times five kind of gets you. <laughs> like, hold on. Is anything past five is like, uh, let me think about this. Yeah, you start pulling out your fingers. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. You got to look out for it. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. I think um, if I had to choose, and I'm not going to choose, but if I had to choose, uh, you know, it would definitely be within the realm of engineering law um medical because mm. those are like the professions that can really change a family around yeah because it's something that uh you know we all kind of need at some point you're probably gonna know somebody needs a lawyer you're gonna need mm-hmm. you know health is always on the list and if you have somebody that's in like one of those categories you you know hopefully you'll be yeah. all right yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, I think we're gonna. That's all I have. I don't. I don't think I have anything else. You got anything else? Um, just want to shout out again the Mad Black Mad Happy Hour next week. Yeah, um, yeah. Cleveland area, stop by. Always a good time. Um, it is in the gallery. If you're into that. Definitely, yeah. art gallery, deep roots experience. Deep root. Dave, the owner, is a father as well. Um, I think he's having a second kid, right? Like, yeah, girlfriend. yeah. Pregnant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a two for one. Um, and then you get, you know, the you get a bunch of dads coming together. Drinking. Free drinks. It's kind of like, yeah, free drinks. It's kind of like um, just chilling and hanging on on the front porch. Uh, definitely a good time. Um, oh, the next day is... Actually, baby shower. Um, Tim's baby shower is the next day. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to that. You want to shout out the donations? Yeah, um, Mad Black Closet is always accepting donations. Uh, men's clothes, boys' clothes, uh, brand new, uh, still packaged underclothes, uh, t-shirts, socks, underclothes. All sizes are welcome. Um, I don't have a new pop-up coming up yet, but I'll be planning to get one out. So um, springtime is coming, uh, hopefully sooner than later, even though we did get a little snow last night. Yeah, we did. Welcome to smell freaking brick outside, man. Yeah, but it's all right, though. It's all right. Um, Ohio is, is interesting, and we actually... We get our most snow in January, February. Um, it's still a little chilly around March, but sometimes you can get snow all the way up to April. But it's it's finicky. It's really finicky, but you'll you'll see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have no complaints about Ohio, except for well, actually none. I'm all good. Yeah. Well, we'll it's see once cool you leave. Place. Once you leave Cleveland and get to like some of the other parts, it's like. You got oh, Cleveland, yeah. and then you got, you know, Trump country, and then you got Columbus. And then you got Trump country, and then you got Dayton. And then you got Trump country, and then you got Cincinnati. And mm. I mean, that's every, <laughs> every state. Pretty much. pretty much. I mean, Ohio is the small... north of the south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of comparisons to Florida here. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It's... 
it's getting bad. I can see Ohio joining that uh that list of states to try to ban porn. What? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> uh, Louisiana requires you to have uh identification in order to watch porn. Whoa. So yeah. Oh, really... because wasn't there like most search porn term like I don't know uh, if that has anything to do with the bill, but those <laughs> <laughs> southern states was uh it was like sibling something. Yeah, it was it was getting some bad stuff down in some of those southern <laughs> states and those mountain states. But oh, um, yeah, I don't I don't know if that has anything to do with the bill, but I do know that um since then I think Florida mm. I wanna say Florida, Kentucky, and Arkansas you know, that could all jumped on, on it. Them. Politically, that could backfire on them. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that backfires on them, but they don't care. Because if they are, if they're, if they're mandating that people need to have IDs registered, yeah. then you can't say anything about voter law. But anyway, that's another topic. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, they're they're looking to to require photo ID, which I, I just can't imagine signing in, like putting my actual age or like scanning my ID so that you can see yeah. my porn hub. No, it's just not, it's not happening. It's not right. happening. I'll just stop watching it altogether, which I probably should. I'm just going to VPN. Yeah. Wow. That's also too much work. I don't have time for that either, but that's a different story. That's a different story <laughs> for a different day. Um, we edit this part out. <laughs> No, we might have to keep it. We might have to keep it. You know, whatever. The part of the mad black dad ethos. Yeah, yeah, because you know, dads watch porn. I'm not gonna tell you why. You know, but <laughs> they watch it. Shit. Sure. All right, man. Um, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon with another episode of Mad Black Dad Podcast. All right. Thanks for having me. I'll be back again. I hope so.